Hey, 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 you're now tuned in to Underdog Talk. I'm your host, Eric Jones Jr., the underdog with the heroic heart, and I have conversations with successful underdogs. And today we got Dr. Jennifer Gilbert, Miss Petty, Miss I, I mess with um, me. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. But no, she is the CEO of JGM Entertainment. How are you doing today, ma'am? I am doing amazing in yourself. Um, I don't know. It's been a long week. The kids is crazy. Tomorrow, Thursday. I thought it was like Thursday today. I don't know. I'm here. So that's all. I'm, I'm here. That's all that matters is that you're here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Where are you located? I am in Houston, Texas. See, I've had Houston guests and they, they didn't act like you. I don't know. They that's seem- probably because they were born and raised here and I wasn't. Oh, so where where does your roots um start at? Well, I was born in Oklahoma. I was raised in Europe. I was reared in Georgia. But all of my family on both my mom and my dad's side are right here in Texas. Oh, so you just been all over. So you don't even know what you got. You just got a little bit of everything. That's that. Oh, I hate this water thing. But anyways, yeah, that's. Yeah, that's why you act the way you act. Anyways, we're going to continue on with the show. Uh, Today's sponsor is brought to you by Christian DeWine Clothing Line. That's my own clothing line, me and my son. You can get 15% off if you use. Let me move back so you can see. Underdog and dog is spelled D-A-W-G. Talk, um, use that. You get 15% off. I'm actually going to drop... um, some hoodies and sweatshirts probably this weekend uh nothing against any other color but they're for um the color that i am black and they're for teachers they're for counselors they're for everybody that work at the school that's black because we're dope and sometimes especially men teachers we don't get enough credit so look out for that this weekend um christiandewan.com so i'm gonna have a conversation with this young lady um now I'm gonna be good, but anyways, uh, so she's a playwriter, she's a producer, and what what made you do that? What started? Was you doing it when you was a little kid? Was it something you just loved as you got older and you just tried it out and you was like, oh, this is good? How did that go for you? Um, well, I started um writing uh, many years ago when I was a kid. I would just write like little stories if you would so I started off really writing books and then um I have done like so many things in my life that uh there's not a lot that I haven't done so when we were uh, I was hanging out with some friends and we were writing and um I'm just gonna tell the truth we were a little intoxicated and they said uh you know what next thing we do I, I lost the bet I'm not going to tell you what the bet was, but I lost the bet. And they was like, okay, so whatever we roll up on, whatever we pull up, that's what you got to do. And I was like, all right, you know, I'm a G. I ain't scared. And we pulled up to a church where they were doing auditions for a stage play. Didn't I just tell you we was intoxicated? So I had to go in there and, you know, try to be on my bestest behavior and, ask, you know, ask the Lord, please don't come back right now because I'm not ready. And uh, I got a lead part, and I was like, that, that's not how it was supposed to go, but it did. And then it just became addictive, so I went from being in plays, and then um, every year I asked the Lord to give me something different, something different to do, kind of reinventing myself, making sure that I stay real and relevant um, 
to my fan base and things of that nature. And so this year he told me to take the first book that I ever wrote, which was about 10 years ago, and make it into a stage play. And I was like, mm, uh, that that that's not really what I was talking about. <laughs> and uh, But I did. I did. And, and we did three nights and two of the three nights were sold out. It was called Church and Ain't Easy. Uh, and then the cast actually held me captive and asked me to do a second one. And so here we are today. <laughs> I love it. Um, I really don't know uh, how you got the role at the church drunk. Maybe I, who, who knows how that went. Though. I'm a cute drunk though. Like I'm not one of those, you know, sloppy drunks. Like I get real sassy and sophisticated when I'm cute. When I mean, you know, when I'm, when I'm a little intoxicated, uh, I say bigger words and I make a deeper impression. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, so you was acting. I understand. I understand. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a little dark over there where you are. It's the, it's the shade. That's what it is. It's the no, shade. It's, it's actually like when people watch this, they're going to see how bright my light. Like the light is so bright. It's on my eyes. And I'm like, I can't. I, I don't really know what to do because the light is so bright. So it's it's very bright over here. I don't understand with the, the shade. But um, I love that, like you said, you started as a kid, like writing stuff. I um I didn't necessarily write like books because yeah that wasn't me but I would write like little stuff I was good at poems I was good at like writing stories but I never uh took it serious I actually because I my living situation is crazy the last two years and I wrote um I, I want to do a, a comedy series like a TV show on that and I actually have four episodes written out. So maybe I need to holler at you and see how that go. Cause I'm telling you, it's going to be crazy, but it's going to be funny as all hell. Like, mm -hmm. cause I, yeah, I live in the ghetto and yeah, it's, it's a lot going on over here. So, yeah. So, but I love that. Like, um, and you said, I, I'm think I'm, I'm take that away. I'm gonna put it in my notes. Ask God every year to have me do something different. And I think like, I don't have that maybe specific prayer, but different stuff has happened. Like I never thought I'd be teaching never in a million years like teaching at a school really helping them learn yeah listen i'm gonna tell you i graduated with a 1.7 in high school uh i'm a two-time college dropout school was not my friend and now i'm a kindergarten teacher and i'm like okay god well i don't know but i'm also a basketball coach i'm also got an after school program so i i see you know the value i get to add but i'm like i gotta be a teacher i gotta go do this I got to deal yeah. with these bad kindergartners every day. Yeah. Well, what's worse? Is it the kids or the parents? Listen, I, yes. Listen, I got a couple moms in my class. Uh, yeah, they, I, I'm just be like, it's funny to me just seeing little kids, but not to get off topic, but yeah. And so I actually, uh, thinking of kids, I had uh, my daughter, I don't remember how old she was. She's a senior high school now, but I don't remember how old she was. But I was doing something and I wanted to do like a bullying script, a play. But mm -hmm. I wanted to, because I had a mentoring program. So I was going, it didn't happen for some odd reason. Um, but uh, we wrote out a play, me and her, about bullying. And we mm -hmm. never put it. So I, yeah, I might have to holler at you. I don't know, you're a little mean. You got a team, you got somebody I can speak to. Or do I got to talk directly to you? Um, uh, a little bit of both. Damn. <laughs> anyway, I guess we'll we'll get back to you because I don't know if I'm going to speak to you. Uh, so, um, 
with the the play, you do the first play, you got the second play. What kind of plays are these? Are they, you know, are they a Tyler Perry kind? Are they or your own? Um, like what kind of what kind of plays are they? They um they're Jennifer plays. Um, I don't like to liken myself to anybody else because I know that when he made me, he broke the mold. Ain't God good. Yes. Um, but no, the, so Church It Ain't Easy was basically, it was these three girls that went to college together and uh, two of them, they stayed in the same location, but the third girl didn't and she wanted to find a church home. So she was going to all these different whack ass churches like, you know, um, the workaholic worship center and uh, the covering it all up. You had pastor covering all up pastor pimping. I mean, like all these crazy pastors, which is what we really go through from day to day um, that maybe their name is not in it, but their character and characteristics are the same. Uh, and so, you know, she went through that, couldn't find a church home, something tragic happened. And then, you know, God blessed her with her church home. So it was kind of a Christian series, if you would. Um, and then this one, uh, this is more of a baby of mine. It's called The Gospel Golden Girls and the Men That They Hurt. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware, October is uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And so what I am doing, uh, you always see where the women get beat up by the men and all that. But, you know, God gave it to me to do a twist. So this play is about men who suffer from domestic abuse. Yeah. And, and the way that God had me to write the script, um, I wanted it to be impactful. I wanted it to be real life. Naturally, I'm not a man, so I can't speak to it. But what I did is I solicited stories from men all over the world to come forward and to tell their story. And, and several of them did. And we actually took that and turned it into art. And so the monologues that you'll hear in the play, they are real, real stories. Mm. Uh, I, don't, I don't, I've never dealt with domestic on either side, but if I'm, if, if I'm getting domestic, I got security that's going to clear the club. Cause it ain't, ain't none of that. My sister going in, she bop, bop, bop. And, and yeah. Oh, like, it's over? Is this yeah. just a yeah. I understand. Yeah, yeah, like she gon' she gon' she don't play about her brother, and yeah, like so I I just couldn't see that. Like um, I know people be in those situations. Like nah, I'm walking away. Like because sometimes you be in verbal, and verbal you'll stay in because you're like oh, okay, it doesn't happen all the time, or you know that person gonna say this or whatever. But when it's physical, it's like yeah, at some point you gotta go walk away because. Yeah. Like, or you got to stand up for yourself and then that ends up in somebody on the news or whatever. So I love that you got the twist because sometimes uh, we don't see the different sides of the men, whatever they go through or the women, whatever they go through, not just domestic violence, but in life in general. So I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Uh, shout out to all the men, you know, that came out and not came out like that, but came out right. and told the story and because men, we're transparent, but we're not transparent to where we want to tell stuff, where we want right. to let people know, because it's like, oh, you weak or this and that. It's like, no, nah, this was part of my journey. You right. ain't got to understand it, but it was part of my journey. So I love that. And I love that you have real conversations from people so people can know, like, this is real life shit. This ain't just something yeah. I made up. Yeah. It was right in. I seen on TV and got inspired. No, I got inspired of the idea, but then I got real stories. So I love that. So 
Um, how, like, how big is like not your production, but like your audience? Like, when, like, what kind of theater, what kind of setting do you have? Is it something? Um, did you work your way up? Are you still at the same audience, or you know, did the audience grow? Um, the audience has grown. Um, the cast has grown as well. Um, and so it's it's really it's pretty eclectic. Um, the last play, of course, it was my first play um, that I did for myself. I've done several for other people, but these this is one that I did for myself. And the audience was predominantly African American, um, but this time I'm seeing a lot of brown and 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 cream people that are reaching out to see like is she really for real like does this really happen and so um god bless me with an amazing cast uh and and the interesting part is uh when i was casting for the play i was i would ask the question have you ever been abused because the last thing i want to do is trigger somebody if they have you know um and so some people you know was like yeah but i'll be fine and then you know three rehearsals in they was like ah, you know and all that so i had to let them go um and but some of the men who are in the play are actually survivors and some of them crazy enough didn't even know that they were survivors until they read the script because in the script, I talk about the different types of abuse. It's not just always putting your hands on somebody. You know, there's emotional abuse, psychological abuse, spiritual abuse, sexual abuse, like all of these different things. And so when they saw it, they was like, damn, dog, I didn't even realize, you know, this this is my story, you know. And so it's really been interesting. It's really been empowering, especially for me, because each week when we rehearse, they show their appreciation by the work and the diligence that they put into the project. I love it. I love it. How you said it was just us. Now it's reaching other races and like your cast has grown. Like, so, you know, you get to um, grow with these people. Because it's kind of like a TV series. All right, we got the first one, then we grow. Because when you watch, you know, if we if you have a, a, your favorite TV show or even kind of Tyler Perry plays, I'm just mm-hmm. saying his name because yeah. I, ain't, I don't know no other plays. Just be, I, I think I went to one. I went to one actually. Like I went to one when I was younger, but just those like seeing those people and you grow with them and knowing the back, like being um, not in entertainment, just entrepreneur, understanding the team aspect mm-hmm. you get to grow with those people and see and like you said you appreciate they taking it serious they like really oh i'm reading oh i'm really coming in here and i'm doing my job rather than oh i'm just coming in here and whatever so i love that part that the audience has grown the cast has grown you guys are going to grow not just as in uh numbers or in um the audience you're going to grow individually you're going to grow as a team so I love that you, you know, you kind of got the same, your core people, but then you right. add on as you go on. And yeah. like you said, uh, abuse, like for, for men, it, it doesn't necessarily come in a physical. Physical is probably like a low percentage of it for men, but all those other ones, because women, they, they tend to not understand that they disrespect with their mouth. Like we're right. very high on respect. So if you disrespect and you're steadily doing it, then you like, oh, you gonna go get my nails done? Hell no! You didn't disrespect me. You lost your mind. Like, what are you talking about? And that's and then, or sometimes you don't stand up as a man, and that's where the abuse comes. It's like you're just letting this person talk to you. You feel lesser than a man. You're not 
you know, you you think you're you think you're at the bottom of the totem pole, but then you go out there and you got three, four girls like, hey, what's up? Do do do, and you're like, oh, I still yeah. got it. I'm the man, and yeah. that and that's that's real. So I think I love that you guys touch all of it, and it's and it's not just women. Like we only see like when it comes to that kind of abuse or a relationship, oh, it's more so women, especially in movies and stuff. It's the dude doing this, but it happens. Women, y'all, y'all ruthless a little bit. Y'all little, yeah. 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 And I the mean, beautiful part yeah. about it, um, the beautiful part about it is that, um, not to give too much of the story away, but the family of one of the women is ready to go and beat up the man because they think that he's beating her up not knowing that he's doing it in self-defense. And so some of her wounds are self-inflicted and it, it gets really deep. So you you think it's one way and it goes a totally different way. And we also address the uh, generational curses because a lot of people don't realize bullying is a form of domestic abuse. Mm -hmm. and, and so we have children in there who are going through it and they're learning what they live. So because he never saw his mom or his dad put his hands on his mom, even though his mom was abusing her, abusing his dad, um, now he got girls at school that's bullying him and he won't hit them back. So it, it it's so many twists and turns. It's it's really an amazing So And I'm not saying that just because I wrote it, but uh, just even watching the kids, you know, the way that they respond is like, wow, it's, it's really, it's hitting home, you know? Yeah, I... I, I love that you you said that like it's generational curse bullying because you get bullied at home or you see your parents getting bullied at home and then you come to school and then you're a bully or you're getting bullied at home and then <clears throat> you allow people at school to bully you. Uh, give an example. My son, not a bully, just give an example of uh, kids, you know, um, so he touched his girl tablet, whatever it's called, Chromebook. Touched it, she told him to stop. He touched it again, she smacked the shit out of him. I was like, hey, bro, um, you can't put yourself in that situation because he's never going to – my son will never hit a girl. Like, he, mm -hmm. like, playing, none of that. He just – he'll stop. Now, mm -hmm. if it's a boy, he ready. He He's, he's going. But I told mm -hmm. him, like, you can't even be in that situation because if you are and say you accidentally did hit her back and then they didn't see the first part and they only seen yours, you're going to mm -hmm. get in trouble. So when right. she told you stop, you stop. And then just – just having that conversation because it could be I could have been like, oh, she smacked it, she smacked you. You better go mm -hmm. back to school and knock her, knock her. Mm -hmm. Why would I tell my son to hit a girl? Yeah. And then that's how things lead. So a lot of it does start at home that happens in the schools and happens to kids, and parents don't even realize it. Being in the school system, um, oh, the kid cussing and doing all this, then the parent come in, mother, blah, 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 blah. yeah. Why, why you say my son? Well, sir, ma'am, um. I think I see where they get it from. Uh, you, <laughs> exactly. Uh, you, first off, I'm not one of the students, and I'm right. not the teacher that you came for, so you need to tone it down. But right. obviously, this is where they came from, and that I love that you touched that. I, I love yeah. that because it's, it's very eye-opening for people that don't work in schools and parents. Because mm -hmm. parents sometimes don't realize what they do around their kids. Their kids, it reflects right. on when they go to school. My son is an angel at school. I mm -hmm. love it. He's Chucky at home, like, bro, what in the world? What, <laughs> what is going on here? But when he's out in public, oh, he's so respectful, this and that, because he knows, because that's what we showed him at home. Like, you right. ain't supposed to, you represent, you represent me and your mom. 
Mm -hmm. I don't, you represent Jones. You represent our mm -hmm. last name. Don't go out here and act a fool because wherever you act a fool, right. I'm going to show up and act a fool with you. So right. I just love that. And I love, that's crazy to like, I, I do you, is it like on video? Like I know it ain't back in the day where you get the DVD, but how can you yeah. see it if you don't stay in Houston? Or did you say you was uh, getting plane tickets for those that stay in Indianapolis to come uh, watch the show? I don't know if that's what you said, but I was just throwing that out there. No, I think that was an echo or something that was saying something foolish, but no, we will be having it. Uh, it will be available uh, online once, uh, once it actually premieres. Okay. I, I, de I definitely, just from, um, well, we've been talking 20 minutes and just from hearing the different stories and stuff, because it's real life stuff and I don't necessarily deal with it, but somebody else does. And then be like, hey, man, show this to, you know, or it just might be a hit that is really good and people like it and boom, you know, so I definitely go support. I know you uh, sent me like um, playing tickets cost a lot. Um, and then so that would be the only factor. So I'm going to catch it whenever y'all put it out so we can see it. Um, have you ever, um, have you, I don't know, I want to tell your business if it's true. Have you talked to any networks? Have you, or is it just something you're doing on your own? No, it's just something that I'm doing on my own. Um, however, it has piqued a lot of interest. Um, and so therefore a lot of people are coming, um, from all over to see it, to see it on stage. Um, I'm also a TV producer, so it would be nothing to turn it into, um, a TV series, but I just, I just hadn't gotten that far yet. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> so you say you're a TV producer. Um, you're looking for any new shows? Like, uh... I'm, I, I'm always looking for shows, um, but I have to clear my schedule right now. So probably like the first of the year, uh, that's when I'm launching about four different new shows. No. Maybe I can get in there, you know. I don't, you, do I, I got to talk directly to you or is it the team? Oh, you would don't talk directly to me. I'm gonna pray before I talk directly to you. Now I'm just messing with you, but I love that. I love that you're in in the whole thing, and then you, I'm sure you have a, a bigger picture of where you want um, this mm -hmm. this to go. So I love that. So um, where is it at? Uh, if people are in Texas, or if they want to go, where? When is it? You know, tell people. You know more about it, the dates, and all those different things. Okay, it's uh the Gospel Golden Girls and the Men that They Hurt. It is October twenty one through twenty three. Uh, it's going to be right here in Houston, Texas, at the Midtown Arts Theater, uh thirty four fourteen La Branch. On um, Friday and Saturday is at seven o'clock, and on Sunday it's going to be at five. Mm -hmm. And the amazing thing is that we have a lot of shelters that are coming that have abused um, survivors mm -hmm. in it. Um, they're coming, and then we're also going to have a lot of resources there for people who may be there who are in that situation or know somebody who's going through that situation. Um, and so we're providing um, resources for them as well, and we're making donations to local shelters as well. Oh, I love it. I love it. I have uh, when it, when did you say it's in because October 21 through 23. Okay, so a month away because today's the 21st when we're yes. recording. But this episode will drop October 5th. So I would definitely have it in the show notes. Um, I'm going to promote myself, even though I'm talking like we, you know, 
people will hear this, but I'll promote with you. So, uh, so I'll start sending out. I think I know some people in Houston, and then my sister used to live there, so I'll send it to her and see if she still have people there, because um, that's definitely something that uh, that's definitely something that is is a need, even though we don't think it's a need, but it's a need. Because you just said there's shelters, there's people with resources. Oh, obviously, people are going through that, not just in Houston, but all over the world. And sometimes we don't talk about it because it's not a topic as a man. You kind of want to talk about. You don't want right. to make someone someone to be like, "Oh, you weak," or you know this and that. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. like life shit really happens. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. know, to everyone. And I love, <clears throat> excuse me, but I love what you're doing. I love that you're helping those that are in that situation. You're giving back while also you know doing something that you love to do. Um, write plays, produce all that. So. How hard is it or is it easy for you? For me, it's easy. Uh, As I said, I started off with books first. So I can write a book in about a day. Um, So a stage play, it takes me about maybe an hour to two hours to write it. Um, And I, I just I just I love it. Like, I love to write. That's always been something that I've done. You know, I was I was a very nerdy kid. Uh, the, the seven degrees and stuff like that. But um, writing has always been very cathartic for me. It's always, you know, giving me meaning. And the interesting thing is that even though my life is not reflected in this play, um, I was abused as a kid. Thus, and then I went on and I was in domestic, you know, domestic abusive situations. And so even though this is not my life, writing, you know, paper and pen, I always say have always been my best friends. And then the computer came and then, you know, I started having an affair with the computer. So I kind of put the paper and pencil to the side. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> yeah, but I'm faithful I, to the computer though. I'm faithful to the computer. Yeah. yeah. So you, <laughs> you, you divorced, you divorced your, 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 your husband and then you went and married the side chick. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I can kind of tell you, I wouldn't say nerdy, but smart maybe because it's a lot of books behind you. I don't know if you've read all those or wrote all those, but you know, I have. I, you, the you ones that's over on the shelf over there, right on that side, um, that whole shelf right there are books that I've either, either written or published for other people. And then the other ones, of course, are from, you know, like I said, I have seven degrees. So I have two doctorates, uh, one master's, two bachelor's and two associates. So those are all research. Um, mm, as a kid. She said she got seven. She <laughs> a doctor a kid, there. Okay, talk yeah, that. As a, as a kid, uh, I literally, where everybody else was reading Cinderella, I was reading the dictionary. Like, I just love words. Oh, <laughs> get out of here i won the spelling bee from first grade to fifth grade oh yeah yeah get out of here see the, me i'm different i don't read really don't read. yeah i was telling the uh, person i was recording with yesterday like i get books i'll support people i'll read maybe the first chapter and i just i don't know i've always been like that my first book i ever read i think i was in middle school and it was a child called it I love that book. Yeah, it was just interesting. I just was like, what the heck? And then I think I read, I don't think I finished Antoine Fisher because the movie came out, but I I read that. And then the first book I actually like finished as an adult 
I think it was like in a day. It was uh, by one of my old coaches, um, Brian Thomas. I can't remember what the book, but it wasn't a long book, but it, I just read it and I was done. Like I got, oh no, I read E.T. Secret to Success book too. Like I got his new book. I, I read the first chapter, a little bit after. And I got Nipsey Hussle book. Like before that, I, I support people. I don't know. I could watch some. I learned different. I learned from uh, life. I learned from watching YouTube or watching podcasts or watching a movie or stuff, being a teacher. Like I, that's how I get my content. So I get it a little different. And and it's cool because people be like, you smart, you're intelligent. I'm like, wow, I never would have thought anybody would have said that because you know, <laughs> of my uh, my education background. But right. then they let, me, they let me in the schools to teach. And I was like, well, oh, all right, I guess, you know, God. You don't, you know, you don't need it. You don't need everything that everybody else need. But I'm glad you 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 said you got the degrees, but you you didn't you wasn't cocky about it. You know what I'm saying? No, so um, cocky because they got oh I got this degree. Yeah, like you worked with oh I got this. I'm so smart. Yeah, you got them degrees, but we work at the same job. What are you talking about? Right, yeah. making the same money. That part, yeah. yeah. I've, I've one of the things that I, I thank God for priding me with is the ability to remain humble, um, and to remain relatable. That that's my biggest mm -hmm. plight in life. I want, you know, be it, excuse me, the nigga on the street or you know the big guy in the boardroom. I want to be relatable. You know what I'm saying, and and so. I believe that that's one of the reasons why um, I'm still single to this day, because a lot of guys just don't know how to take me. They like, okay, she real smart, but she real hood, but she real funny. Like, who the hell is this lady? <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, um, you know, not to be biblical, but Paul said it best. He said, I became all things to all men that somebody going to get saved in here. And so that's been a part of my ministry. I was called to preach at seven. I started preaching when I was nine. And so my whole life has, I've been an anomaly. It's, I've been, as you say, the underdog, you know what I mean? Even, you know, as a, as a little girl, I'm in Oklahoma, I'm black, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a little girl and then I'm a kid. So, you know, and I'm in a Baptist church. So that was just totally unheard of. So the best thing that you could do is minister through song. Right. And so then I started writing songs and singing until I came to the, um, the to the realization of who I really am. And so I just decided I'm not going to hide myself for anybody else because this is who God made me to be, be it goofy, be it whatever, you know. And so I hid behind Christian comedy for about 12 years. I would just, you know, Christian comedy was what I'd done. It was either Christian comedy or it was singing. And then after a while, I was like, okay, I'm bored with that. And so sometimes I still try to like, I'll I, I be honest and like telling the truth and I'll be for real serious and people are just bust out laughing. And I'm like, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't playing, but okay. Yeah. Such a life. <laughs> yeah I, those are the funniest people that are serious, like that are dead as serious. Those, yeah. I, have, I have a buddy We've been friends since we've been probably in diapers. <clears throat> he's one of the funniest people because he's serious when when he say stuff. Yeah, um, yeah I, I see what you were saying because you you cussed, you preach to us, you use big words all in one, and I was like, all right, okay. Then <laughs> now I will cuss. I can preach. I can inspire you. I can motivate you. Big words when I use them, I be shocked. Oh, 
I rem- I know how to use that. Oh, we. So, um, so I'm, yeah. I'm I'm the same way. It's like mm-hmm. when you see me, um, I'm relatable to kids. I'm I, I understand that kids are my ministry, not necessarily church, but helping them. And it's like, okay, they see me. Okay, you dress cool. Okay, you wear a fitted. Or you got words on your shirt when you come speak. Oh, um. The detention center, you know, I could cuss or when I see them out, they see me. Oh, what up, man? You know, and when you're relatable to kids or relatable to your audience, you'll reach more people. And yeah. uh, like you said, like, I I'm, think I'm funny. I think I'm pretty funny. I'm going to do a stand up. Uh, um, what is it? Uh, amateur night once and see how yeah. that goes, because I believe I am funny. I be serious sometimes, but I'm I'm really funny. We're going to see. And for those who are listening. We're going to do a whole nother episode and just have us and we're going to just talk our shit and see if we're going to talk our underdog shit, but we're going to see if it work out and see if y'all like us because <laughs> I don't know. You know, she used all these big words. I'm going to have to like do the uh, voice memo and be like, hey, to do this and look it up and see what she's talking about because I, I definitely don't. I'm like, oh, all right. That was cute. No, I'm just messing yeah. with you. I understand. Because you say, because if you're listening, you comprehend and you understand reading. When you say the big word, you say what it means after, and I get it. So I'm just messing with you. Um, I love how we can have a conversation. We did what we said. We promote your um, play, um, but then we can have a conversation, and that's uh, that's how people grow. Like yeah. that's how people grow with other people. You hear what they're doing. You're like, okay, now if I um, could help or any way or had any idea, I would say some. Or you have a lot of ways you can help me, so I'm going to talk to you. I, I forgot I got to talk to you, but I'm going to just email. I'm going to try to, I'm going to voice email it, say my conversation so then you can read and you can just reply back. Cause I don't know. Cause the way you treated me before we hit record, I'm not going to tell people and you're, and you preach and you got all these words and then you bring in Paul and Peter and all this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, look at that. You're smiling and laughing. I knew I was funny. Uh, yeah. Oh, I was just trying to flatter you. It's okay. No, 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 no. Um, and with the relationship, maybe it's you. Maybe it's you. Maybe. Because I'm kind of that way. I'm. No, I'm just messing. But I do. No, I am that way. Like I can talk intelligent and all that. I don't. I don't be wanting to settle down though. That's that's my only thing. Do you want to settle down? Or is it like uh, you know? I've been married before. I've actually been married twice. Um, yeah, it's and, you. It's you. Yeah, and so it's like um, the first time I got married, I was eighteen. Um, the second time I got married, I was like twenty-four. Um, and you know, I was a mom. I had my first baby when I was sixteen. And my second when I was eighteen. So you know, it was like now they're grown and gone and. And I'm just, you know, living, literally living my best life. It's not a cliche for me. Like, you know, I, I always tell the story of, uh, I wrote a book. Of, I've written 30 books, but one of the books that I wrote is called, it's called, what? I said, God, Lee, you said you wrote 30 books. Go ahead. I, yeah. I didn't know you wrote that. Yeah. Um, but it's called The Journey Back to Me. And it was a book that I wrote after uh, my kids left. Because I remember standing in the grocery store, boohoo crying in the cereal aisle of all places, because I was like, 
you know, excuse my language, bitch, I don't even know what kind of cereal I like. Like, I don't even know what my favorite color is. Like, I don't know what, you know, I was so used to being somebody's mama and somebody's wife or somebody's girlfriend or somebody's this. And so I never knew who I was, you know what I'm saying? And so now that I know who I am, now that I know what I like, now that I enjoy my peace, it's really hard for me to be in a relationship because in my head, I think it's a head thing. Like, dang, you mean I'm going to have to give all this up to no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. You that's, know, that's how I be feeling. Like it's like you be busy and all that. And sometimes people don't. Oh, let's go out. Let's go spend this money. Spend money. I want to invest in myself, or I want to spend it this way. And they don't understand. Or to be honest, women don't understand. I'm give y'all. I'm give y'all a little tip. It's men. We know who we want to spend money on. We know who we just want to sleep with. So if we just sleep with you, it don't got nothing to do with your, your, your coochie. It don't matter the sex good. It's We just don't have that vibe that we want to swipe that card with you. Right. So don't take it, oh, it's just sex. No, you just ain't got that vibe where I want to spend money on you. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's, that's, and I'm just, I don't know how we got on that topic, but ladies that just take that, just trust me. So if you just having sex with them and that's it, it's not a vibe there to do anything else unless that's an understanding. Right. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, just throw that out there. It's best uh, to make them wait. You, uh, <laughs> uh, um, so I would so yeah, sure. If you like, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, no, you're right. You're you're very like so all the women that I've had to wait for, I've been in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. And that's only been Okay, two. Uh, but, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know how. No. That. Let me be the last person you tell that to. Okay. Well, every it's, this is recording, so everyone that listens, <laughs> I'm very transparent when it comes to my relationship type thing. But yeah, yeah so I definitely get that. I don't know. If, you know, I don't know if it's the right. T- I just have the right timing. <laughs> um, if I'm actually cute and charming, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever the case may be, it's only been two. But um, you gotta, you just, uh, yeah, you gotta wait. Like you said, we are gonna listen to the doctor. The doctor got all the knowledge. So we no, gonna- no, there, there's certain things, and I, you know, I believe this. Not, not to get our time, but I believe this. I believe that for every person who is successful in some area they're not so successful in others. And so for me, where I may be successful in a lot of things, relationships is something that I literally have to keep learning. And it's not, you know, it's not like I go and and sleep around and do all this stuff, but it's just that every relationship, now that I'm older, you know what I'm saying? Every relationship I have to, did you, did you say something about when I said I'm older? I said you're seasoned season i don't use the old word it gets me in trouble well i'm old okay oh <laughs> so but i've i've just learned how to be um more insightful when it comes to relationships and i've learned not to settle does that mean i never make mistakes no does that mean that i don't ever want to just fall out and have some sex and like whatever no it doesn't mean that it just means that you know i've learned how to have restraint 
and I've learned the value of who I am and what I have to offer. And I've also learned the downfall of what happens when you just give yourself freely to anyone, because that means you don't value yourself. Guess what? They're not going to value you either. Yeah. Well, I think I'm successful. I just maybe not be successful in the relationship part, but I'm successful in some areas. Yeah. And, you know, don't let that go over your head. You'll catch it on the way home. Yeah. So before I get to um, asking you for tips, I don't, I'm, I'm in between where area I want to ask you what tips, three tips for people, because I always ask guests to leave three tips and then you'll have a quote at the end. I don't know if it's your quote or a quote you read, but do you have any um, friends? I like um, older or seasoned women. So just, you know, if you have any friends, let them know, you know, about me, you know, a possible podcast uh, co-host or whatever, and just let them know, you know, about me. That's, that's all. I'm just throw that out there. And, and you're where? Um, Indianapolis. I can, you know, come visit, you know, I, I'm looking to move, you know, I'm looking to move. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, you never know, you know. I heard things are bigger and um in don't do it. Don't Texas. do it. No, don't 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 do that. Well listen, I'm just saying things are bigger in Texas and I like big butts. All right, so hey, you know, it might be big booty judies all over. You might have some big booty judy friends. Who knows? No. <laughs> no comment. Okay. All right. So I see you you're gonna probably be the good cop. I'm gonna be the bad cop. I don't I don't like it. I don't like Yeah. Well, I mean it's just it's life, such as life. Yep. Okay. So we're going to wrap things up. Um, uh, can you give people going through abuse? Cause that's kind of the, before you got to talking, getting off topic and all this other stuff you did, it got the conversation going left, but uh, can you give the guests three tips on abuse, what they can do if they're in that situation? Um, what they, what, what can they do? And, you know, once they listen to this, and they could do it that day. Um, I would say uh, if you're going to do it that day, then, of course, whatever state that you're in, um, consult with your state law enforcement. Get some help. Um, I always tell people don't just leave because when you leave, you don't have any legal recourse. But if you uh, go through the law, call the police. I don't care how long it take them, but call the police. He don't have to know or she don't have to know that you've called them. Um, and once they get you out, then they can give you a broader aspect of resources. There's a plethora of things out there that they can provide for you that you just walking out the door because you feeling like Superwoman or Superman, you're not going to be able to get it. Um, that's number one. Uh, number two is if you're not going to just walk out um, or if you are in a situation like that and you are provided um, we, on my website, jgilbertministries.com, we have this thing called an exit plan. And an exit plan is basically a document that tells you um, all of the things that you don't think about that you need before you leave, such as medical records, um, life insurance policies, uh, social security cards, birth certificates, things like that, that when you're in a panic, you don't think about, I need that until after you're gone. And then what happens is you have to go back. Some people choose to go back to get it. And then they're back in that same position. So I always try to prepare them. And then there's another one on there. It's called the now what? So now that you've gotten out, 
you have to find something that will occupy your time, occupy your energy, give you space um, and give you freedom, something that gives you peace or else, again, you will go back. Um, a lot of the recidivism that happens with domestic violence is because there was nobody there to guide them in the path of freedom. It's just like, you know, when when people go to jail, if nobody teaches you how to live free, guess what? You're going to wind up right back in that same situation. And so um, those would be the things that that I would tell them is to either plan it, plan for what you're going to do to get out, um, plan what you're going to do after you get out and just realize that there is life after abuse, period. I love period, it. Pooh. That's my hood side. Yeah, yeah, that was good until period poo. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the period poo had. Period poo. That was really good. Like if I was to make a clip, and I would, I guess I would stop before the period poo. I don't, I don't know why that was said. I don't, I don't know. Um, but that was really good information before the period poo and um, before people. You tell people how they can reach you on social media and all those things. And then um, after you do that, restate how they can, you know, the play, how they can do, um, if they are in Houston or if they're listening or however. Um, I need a quote. Uh, please, I don't know what side you're going to give because you got all these personalities. So just uh, the, the same one, whichever one is saying right now, can we get a quote from that one? Sure. There is power after the perseverance of persecution that is written by myself it means no matter what you go through there's always a light at the end of the tunnel there's always life watch this even after death there's life and you can have death without being dead or without having a funeral sometimes you have to allow your old self to die so that your new self can be resurrected therefore there is life after I love it. Thank you. Thank you for being serious and giving us some good. Now, I love that. I thought she was going to say period poo because you said it like three or four. Period, period poo. Yeah. Uh, didn't you say you're seasoned? Uh, that's younger generation. I don't even think I don't even think they say that anymore. So we're going to have to leave that in whatever year that trend was in. We're going to leave. I can it. say fresh. You want me to say fresh? Yep. You telling your age. Yep. So, <laughs> yep. Yep. Yep, when you say you being fresh, yeah, we, yeah, mm -hmm. all right. So, yeah, don't forget about um, your friends. Let them know about me. But let people know how they can reach you on social media and then tell them how they can find the play and when it is and if they're in Houston or if they're not and they want to travel. Okay, uh, you can go to jgilbertministries.com. Um, and it has everything about me from my publishing company to uh, my plays, to my merch, to my books. Anything that you want to know about me is there. Um, if you are in the Houston area, again, it's going to be October 21 through 23. It's going to be at the Midtown Arts Center, um, 3414 LaBranch, October 21 through 23. Friday and Saturday is at 7. Sunday is at 5. Um, and we're always looking for sponsors. We are bringing in uh, some uh, survivors who are not able to be in the general public because they're still under protective care. So we're trying to bring them out so that they can see the show. But of course, that costs because we still have to pay the cast. So we are, you know, looking for sponsors. Anybody who wants to donate, there is no um, 
amount that's too large or too small. And again, you can do that at jgilbertministries.com. I love it. I love it. She lets you know how you can reach her, how you can reach uh, reach out and check out the play. And they're looking for sponsors. Um, Underdog Talk is looking for sponsors too, you know, those that are listening. But this is not about me. I just wanted to throw that out there just in case, you know, some people got a little extra sponsorshipness that they want to throw my way. I don't know if that was really a word, but y'all get the point. Um, you can reach me on all social medias, Underdog Talk Podcast, um, Underdog Talk Podcast at Gmail. If you got good, bad feedback, if you want to be a guest, if you want to take her possible position of the co-host, let me know. Um, well, I think I think we'll work out. We got some things to talk about because we can't have all these different personalities. We just got to have one. So we'll work it out. You know, counseling is good for you. You know, if you don't have it, you can do it. Um, but that's how you can reach me. Uh, any closing words before we get out of here? Um, no, just, you know, be blessed and realize the best is yet to come. And on that note, peace, one love. I'm the underdog with the heroic card. I'm Eric Jones Jr. I have to keep pushing for my kids. If I give up, what's that leave them with? Nothing. I have to understand that it's bigger than me. That it's not about me when I wake up and go to work. It's not about me when I'm reading and educate myself. It's not about me when I'm practicing my speeches. It's not about me. It's about my family.